we wanted to get talent from you know multiple industries uh, multiple backgrounds and i think that's made our company really powerful right now welcome to the candidate experience talks a 15 minute deep dive where we explore real life candidate experience tactics through honest talks with experts in recruitment and talent acquisition with me sima vanasankel let's go In this episode, meet Nitin Morjani, head of talent at Funoa, a remote fintech company within tax. Today, Nitin will tell you how he and Funoa managed to make full-time remote hiring a human and personal process in a highly competitive market, a skill set that really came to their advantage when the pandemic hit. Nitin has experienced hype growth a few times in his career, helping disruptive tech companies accelerate their hiring at different stages of their journey from Series A to Series C. And he will, in this episode, provide his insights. Hello and welcome Nitin Morjani, uh, Head of Talent at Bonoa. Hi, Simon. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me in your podcast. Yeah, it's it's great to have you. And uh, this episode will be focused on your difference as an organization uh, when you are working fully remote and how you strive to to make recruiting a human process. So so when when you say remote, do you mean like fully remote or do you have an office? Can you can you give us some background to this? Yeah, absolutely. So we are fully, fully remote, meaning that we have an entity registered. Uh, we're registered in Dublin, but all of our team is spread across multiple cities in Europe. So we have people in the UK, we have people in Amsterdam, we have people in Croatia, Barcelona, really all the corners of Europe. And um, remote also means remote working. So, you know, we are not necessarily meeting together in, in offices. Um, and yeah, we that's the type of culture that we are building right now. I understand. So so just to get an example, how many did you hire this year at Fonoa? Yeah, we, we hired around 50 people uh, since January this year. Um, we are <clears throat> in an industry that is pretty pretty unheard of which is tax um and we are pretty much uh some providing something that's disruptive tech um and for that we need amazing people amazing people from different different startups different scale-ups different companies um across the business engineering products commercial talent um and we tend to focus in, in building an international diverse team because that's what we wanted. You know, we when when Funo started, we had we made a conscious decision that we didn't want to attack one ecosystem, i.e. London. We wanted to get talent from, you know, multiple industries, uh, multiple backgrounds, and I think that's made our company really powerful right now. I I think more organizations are are starting to think just like you at Funo do. So so you hired fifty people this year. Did you meet any of them? That's the funny thing. We didn't meet any of them face to face. This was all done over Zoom. Uh, and I would also say that, you know, it's been an experience for me because we had to shift the, the dynamics of when you do on-site versus Zoom is, is kind of, is pretty different. Um, and I felt a lot of companies like us had to force, were forced to make that switch. Um, and yeah, we, we, we kind of focus on, one of the things that we find is is really trying to 
put more energy and enthusiasm in exciting candidates. Um, but yeah, we, we met them all on Zoom and we we think you can get the same level of conviction when you make a hire if you if you have the right uh, processes in place and if you have the right assessment criteria. Can you describe the process? Because I, I do understand you, you hired 50 people and didn't meet any of them that are... I would guess challenges that like organizations meeting the candidates, you, you are facing totally different challenges. Can, can you start by describing like the process and, and things you've pinpointed? Absolutely. So um, the usual stuff for recruiters is to to do an initial screening call. So really that that has not changed. It's all about understanding, you know, the candidates motivations. Uh, we don't really care if they've worked remotely before. That's not a requirement. Uh, but we find that a lot of the people uh, that get asked to go back to the office don't want to go back to the office. So that's already <laughs> a catalyst to start talking to Fanar. And we actually capitalize from that opportunity when it comes to finding great talent. So, uh, yeah, usually it's a screening call. Um, and there we are putting a lot of energy in selling our employer value proposition because we know that we're not going against companies within one ecosystem. We're actually going against multiple uh, tech companies that are global, Berlin, Lisbon, Barcelona, Tallinn, you name it, right? All the hot markets right there. Um, <clears throat> so that's a, that's a 30 minute. Followed by that, we, we have this interesting stage called asynchronous stage. Uh, it's a, we, we, we want to emphasize that we, we do a lot of written communication in a remote and distributed environment. So this is a stage where we send a candidate an email and they ask, we ask them to provide answers to three questions. And what we're looking for there is how they communicate. Uh, can they talk to a generic audience? Can they talk uh, in a clear and concise way? Because we spend a lot of time in Slack, um, you know, because we don't have that face-to-face -face interaction. Um, so I'd say a lot of remote companies are putting more emphasis on not just verbal communication, but also written communication. And then after that stage, it would be interviews uh, with hiring managers and founders. So it's a four-step four step process. Okay. So so what were the early things that you pinpointed that was important? One of them was the written, kind of how, how you communicate in, in, in writing. Uh, were there other things you pinpointed? Yes. Um, we have to spend, um, we find that kind of interviewing is, is a pretty human experience. So uh, we need to provide more candidate, more touch points in the candidate journey when they're going through our process, because again, we don't have that face-to-face. -face. Um, so we realized that we need to ship a lot of content in between the stages um, to help candidates have those questions answered that they usually wouldn't necessarily ask or have the opportunity to do so. Um, so that means <clears throat> providing business decks about our industry, what we're solving, um, you know, the funding situation. Also, question, uh, we, we created a frequent asked document uh, for, for candidates who wonder how is it, how, how do you employ people remotely, you know, in a legal way and a compliant way? Um, how does equity work in a company and, and what's the equity potential of, 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 of FNOA? So we find that the more touch points you have in the candidates in the candidate journey, the better it will be. Um, the less drop-off that will also create, because when you are on a Zoom, you're not necessarily, you don't have that same level of commitment because you haven't met someone face-to-face -face, so you could just drop off. Um, so we, we kind of took those learnings at the very beginning and said, let's, let's, let's get better at content um, and let's have more frequent communication. Our recruiters are you know, touching base with the candidate every step of the process. 
If you'd like to learn more about candidate experience, feedback, and HR analytics, we can help you get certified in candidate experience through TrustCruit's online course. Go to trustcruit.com forward slash course and use the code meeting to enroll the course for free instead of paying $29. So go to trustcruit.com forward slash course and use the code N-I-T-I-N meeting to enroll for free. Uh, what you don't get with meeting them in person, you try to communicate those things that you would normally talk about, uh, like nor- frequently asked questions and so on, instead between the process steps and yes. the steps in the process. One thing I'm thinking about as well is like the interviews. It's not only about you as a head of talent making interviews or, or someone else in the TA team. It's also about other people, hiring managers, the founders and everyone making interviews. Have you found it challenging to to educate them and for them to also uh, conduct interviews in the correct way? Yes, we did at the beginning. Um, so one of the one of the things we kind of we quickly changed was to make sure that it's sort of a 50-50 conversation. You know, it's equally candidates are doing the same level of due diligence um, on on us as we are with them and before that balance was a bit uneven so as a and that was all a learning process because hiring remotely is has its own unique challenges but we spend a lot of time um, getting our hiring managers and our founders to explain what is it that we're building and and we usually spend 20 minutes just talking about the company and in a way just making the candidate feel a bit more warm and feel a bit more informed Um, we also ask them question we 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 leave 15 minutes for questions um before we actually interview them so we've kind of spinned the conversation a little bit so that candidates also have the opportunity to um get to know us better um get to know the personality of the business better get to know the people who are behind it um understand what are the values that are important to us um <clears throat> so yeah we we, we want to make sure that it's uh it's an equal opportunity for both for both of us and and that's been a very powerful experience in our in our approach yeah yeah so so when you said it was uneven was it the candidate speaking more or the hiring managers speaking more we 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 would ask more questions and we would use that time to sort of um you know really assess the candidate and kind of we we need to just have a more balanced approach so so kind of leaving some room for for people to also get to know us um and i would also recommend i'd recommend any company hiring remotely to to be very mindful of that um because again you you have that face to face connection that's lost and and you want to get more out of of meeting each other uh you also mentioned you you mentioned mentioned that you try to uh, give more information now both in interviews now and and between the different steps were there some other huge learnings? Yeah, I would, I would say that uh, we, we 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 need to get better. Well, we're always constantly getting better at um, providing feedback as well. Uh, so one of the things that are important is important to us is to really leave the candidate empowered at the end of the process, it, it, and that's for for people that don't you know don't don't make it or, or when we're rejecting them. So um, when you're in a remote environment, uh, we put a lot of you know, we, we try and provide two or three sentences of, you know, what was the feedback from our hiring team? And then actually we also offer a follow-up call uh, because candidates tend to like, tend to receive feedback d- differently. Um, some people are happy with just getting a written email. 
Others like to have a follow-up conversation to, to have more context in the decision. So we, we, we also focus a lot in, in providing that real feedback that leaves candidates empowered. And they also have a good impression on, on the business for the future, because obviously it's a domino effect from there, right? If someone has no feedback or unconstructive feedback, you know, they haven't really learned anything in the process. So those are one of the things that we've we we've applied and uh, we, we tend to be very mindful of that as well. Yeah. And let, let, let's say you would work, you would start working in an organization that do hire both remotely and on site. Would you have two different recruitment processes then? That's a tricky one. Uh, I would say you would need to have the same sort of process in terms of stages um, but then if you're hiring if you're hiring in a, in a specific entity um, I would put all the hiring managers in that entity um, for that role that you're hiring for um, but yeah that, that's a tricky one actually uh, most companies don't have a bulletproof approach uh, and, and that really depends on on the recruiting team but but you do think that for hiring remotely you need to consider things that you would normally have been speaking about both but meeting them, following up, feedback? Yes, you do, uh, because it's a more competitive competitive market. You have um, more passive talent being approached. So, you know, it's not that you have two, three opportunities. You probably have 10 prospects. So I would say that this is a general practice should could be applied for, for both remote practice hiring and also on-site practice hiring. Um, and also speed. Speed is very important, um, you know, kind of, Pay attention to to your time to offer. How long does it get to get from A to B? Um, we we pay a lot a lot of attention to that metric to try and understand where we can get our process to be even more lean, um, given the given the market conditions we have today. I understand. So it, in in your process, you mentioned in the beginning that everyone can work remote, but are there candidates that are not a fit to work remote, and how do you try to to pinpoint and find those? That's a that's a great question. We actually asked them, you know, what what is your what what is your opinion about working remotely? And um, tell us about your your experience doing it today. Are you enjoying it? Is this something that you find is the right environment for you? And we ask candidates to be really honest about that. Um, people who tend to come to remote companies have consciously made the decision that they want to be in a distributed environment or they want to they want to have that type of lifestyle where you know they they kind of wake up and you know first thing that they see is kind of uh, they, they work in their homes um <clears throat> so yeah if, if people are actually saying this is i want to i want to mix um and that's the kind of condition then we would be more careful with that um because ultimately we we, we all we all work remotely i i'm also interested in like finding the candidates how do you think in a much broader way there because i think there are job boards that you do you use job boards or can you describe that part of the process as well we kind of look at uh, we use linkedin as the main channel to to identify and attract talent of course just like other talent teams would um and then we we we, we look at companies who are interesting to us so we we do a bit of a market map on which are kind of the the industries and the, and the upcoming brands that could be relevant for for our needs and then we kind of to kind of set it distribute it by location 
Um, so that's really how we do it. It's it's and it's a it's a very interesting style of doing this because one day we you know our team might be looking at talent in in Madrid or Barcelona and then they feedback about the quality of talent there versus the quality of talent in for example Stockholm. Um, and so then we kind of get a really interesting picture of okay maybe our engineering team that there's more of a concentration to to identify and attract talent from these regions compared to the other regions because of um, conversion in our funnel. So we get more interested candidates and also the type of profiles we want to hire. Um, so again, we are very open-minded. We just have uh, just tend to see what works for us and we iterate from there, but we are predominantly focused in Europe right now. And at some point we will also do um, beyond Europe. So potentially the US. I understand. It's, it's, it's been a great chat and I'm, I'm going to start to round this off by asking three quick questions. Uh, so Nitin, was it, what is your favorite tool that you use? My favorite tool is one called MetaView. It is um, a tool that helps transcribe the entire meeting. So it records the meeting and then actually you can play back the interview. Uh, very interesting because you can hear yourself and you can analyze how you've interviewed the candidate. And uh, we've put it in our process and, and it's great because it also gives us feedback on how to improve um, in our communication style, in the way we are probing and asking questions. And I think it's adding a lot of value to not just myself, but our our, also, our interviewing team. And, and what's your favorite metric? The metric that I'm paying attention to a lot right now, given it's the end of the year, and we tend to look at uh, the entire performance of, of hiring for the year is uh, offer acceptance rate. So how many people have uh, accepted our offers, how many have declined their offers, and what are the rejection reasons for those, just to sort of analyze, you know, what's our brand perception in the market, and could we be doing things in our uh, compensation or in our benefits that can help us get become even a, a much stronger proposal. And is there any uh, favorite book or content you would want to recommend? I would recommend uh, the one from Netflix, No Rules, Rules, by Reed Hastings. It's a book which talks about high-performance culture, and it's got a very interesting pers perspective on linking performance with reward, um, because Netflix did a shift in their culture when they were scaling. Um, and it's got some very interesting insights on, on what worked, what didn't work for them. So if you're thinking about hiring great talent in your team and you want to retain them as well, it's a book that I would recommend reading. Thanks, Neeting Morjani, a head of talent at Fonoa. It was a great chat. I got some great insights in, in the challenges uh, of having a good experience uh, when, when working and recruiting fully remote. So thanks for all the sharing and all the insights, Neeting. Thank you, Simon. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, have a nice day. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening and hope you liked it. Don't forget to subscribe and review us in your podcast app. Until next time, take care and turn those candidates into promoters.